Well, hello, friends. I hope you're well. I have so many updates. Uh, it's it's crazy. But I'm going to start uh, by talking about radical self-care. I think that we look at self-care as bubble baths and meditation and this idea of having the spa day and all of those things are all going towards the good of us relaxation, relaxing and rejuvenating. I can't talk this morning. But ultimately, radical self-care looks like not staying up past your bedtime, maybe declining a late evening when you know you need to rest. It looks like maybe prepping for your lunch and breakfast in advance. It looks like grabbing a pair of walking shoes when you know the weather's going to be nice. And I think this is a part of self-care that doesn't get talked about quite a bit, and it should be, because all of these things are helping you choose the better health of you, right? And when I think about this as it relates to myself, and I hope you guys can lean in and relate this to your personal journeys in some way, is that sometimes health doesn't look the way we think it's supposed to. And I've been on this health journey for quite a long time, and it's a lifelong transition for me to unlearn some of these unconscious and conscious unhealthy behaviors that I've had. As we get older, sometimes the things that we were able to get away with, that window of margin becomes smaller and smaller. And that's exactly what's happened to me over the years. Some of the uh, ability that I used to have to, uh, you know, burn the candle at both ends and still be halfway functional, I can't do that at almost 48 years old. The ability to have a good workout and I'm not well rested, that doesn't work well for me. Uh, I can mindlessly drink coffee throughout the day, and I'm not encouraging this, but just for example here, that there were points in my day that I wouldn't realize that I hadn't really eaten a sufficient amount of food. And I think what happens is we nibble on things or we think we've eaten enough. And until recently, I met with this dietitian a couple of weeks ago, you couldn't have told me that I wasn't getting in enough food. I thought that, you know, I just needed to just be a little bit more dedicated. And I really started radically, you know, revisiting what I ate. And I'm telling you, for me, putting what I eat in this Lose It app has been a game changer. And it's nothing new. Like there's no new thing under the sun that people are doing to modify their weight program. You know, it's still the added of making sure you're rested, getting enough water in, making sure you're taking adequate steps. I've even seen recently that these steps can also look like 7,000 steps instead of 10,000. So it's a variety of different metrics that we use to better move us into our healthier direction. And what I had to really get honest about was how dedicated am I to being my radical healthiest self? Like, what is it that I absolutely feel passionate about? And what is it that I can do with what I know today? And the things that I came up with are being consistent and being accountable. And I know they kind of seem one and the same, but they're not so much. I think when I peel back consistency, I think that 
I am a person who hates to track things. I hate it. I don't think it's fun. I don't get pleasure out of it. I feel like it's annoying and it just takes the fun out of it. And I had to get to a point where I, for me, that I had to really get real with what I was seeing. And I had to do this in a financial way. I've had to do this in a household way. And I've had to do this in my health journey. And I would have this idea in my mind what I thought happened as opposed to what actually transpired. And I think sometimes for me, I have to see all the pieces fit together. And I think I was making inferences of things that truly weren't all taking place. Because if I peeled back things, I had more time in my day than I thought I did. And a lot of it, it was because I lack organization and I would let my day lead me. I would open up the refrigerator and get a taste for my day. There will be times I used to plan out what I'm gonna eat and I would wake up and say, you know what, I don't feel like having chicken. I'm gonna have this steak. And I think that I would be telling myself that I had the ability to not be accountable because I had a history of always changing my mind. Now, as you know, I am a air sign, and I know some of you are going to laugh, <laughs> the Libra, and we're always trying to find balance. It's always yin or yang. It's always this or that. And for me, I had to realize that in order for me to really get honest about where I want to be, I had to look at how far I've come. And I think what has happened to me, like a lot of folks, is that we don't really dive down into the deep end of where we're going. We just talk about the surface. And if I can get in even more candid here, I think there's a lot of emotional vulnerability that we also have to do when it comes to our bodies, when it comes to changing our mindset about how we move forward in this life. Because oftentimes, if we don't change our minds, we can't change our outcome. And I had to really get radical about why is it taking me so many years to get my excess weight off? What is this about? What am I hungry for? What am I starving for? What am I running away from? And I quantified it into a couple of buckets. I quantified it in at one point in life, I didn't feel good about who I was. So self-validation was everything to me. And if you hear the creak, that's my desk. Um, the other part of it was that I kept looking backwards. I kept wondering the why. I never accepted my today. I was always looking rear mirror. And I think that gets very dangerous because comparison is a thief. And there are so many factors that go into what made up our yesterday as opposed to what's going on in the here and now. And I think I had to also come to grips that I didn't feel safe in my body. And for a woman, I can honestly say that there were many times in my life I felt like I didn't feel protected by either my environment or people I was with or even myself. I felt like I had allowed people to do things to my body that I wasn't okay with. I felt like the extra weight on my body was a form of protection from that. I felt like I was self-punishing myself 
because I didn't make good decisions. I felt like I could do whatever I wanted to do because I shouldn't be in a prison with my food and my movement. I felt like life was unfair because why do other people get to eat chips and all the other things and they don't gain weight and what's going on with me? And the proximate cause was my mindset. The proximate cause was that I would start these programs and start, stop and start, stop and start. And I never did it long enough to get to the end. And even when I look back on my weight uh, journey, I did back in 18 and 19, I look at that, you know, once I got the feedback that I wanted from the outside world, I began to not be as disciplined as I once was. And I didn't learn those behaviors that were triggering me to go right back to where I was. So it was so easy for when the pandemic came around that I justified. And this was the funny thing. You know, I actually bought a stationary bike and I bought a weight set and uh, this weight bench, you know, because I knew with the gyms being closed, I was so motivated by the outside that you couldn't tell me that I wasn't trying to do all the things to keep my body together. And this is funny. The weight bench that I got at the time was so darn heavy. I can't believe that I even drugged this weight bench in the house and got it put up all by myself. But I was sheerly determined that I wanted to make sure that I was doing all of the things for my body that I needed to do to get it on track. And I did it. And I didn't have any helps. And it was funny because at the time, my oldest daughter, who's very handy and does an amazing job with putting things together, I thought just surely she would give me help. And I'm telling you, I had to read those instructions and it took me a while and it was trial and error. And I got the bike put up and I also got this weight bench put away, uh, put up as well. And I began to utilize it, but not in a consistent manner. And even when it was nice outside, I didn't consistently take advantage of the nice weather and walk around the neighborhood or even go to a park. I would do intermittently, but not on a consistent basis. And I didn't want to go to the gym. Um, Of course, the gyms were closed back then. And once they started reopening, I still just didn't have that comfort level. And that was still okay. But I didn't take on the next steps that I needed to continue with being a steward of my health. And I began this feast or famine thing where, you know, we had such a hard time getting some of the foods that we were normally used to with the pandemic, uh, food on the shelves being a little bit at scarcity. So it was hit or miss. And whatever we craved, that's what we ordered. And I remember this uh, time where, you know, I had got this gas grill and I, and that's one of the best things I've done too during the pandemic. And we would have uh, flatbread pizzas made on the grill. Now I didn't do the uh, pizzas with real dough. I would actually use some of the pita that I would get from this uh, Mediterranean uh, restaurant. And we would put all the fixings and do on one there. And that was really cool. And I think that was a good idea, but I didn't use my gas grill the way I thought I would, you know, I thought I would use it a little bit more consistently. And I'm mentioning all these things because oftentimes 
People will say they don't have the tools. And most of the time, we have all the things that we need. And on a higher end of things, you know, most people don't have bikes and weight benches and grills and all the scales and things that I have. And they still manage to come up with a program and process to reduce their weight. And I had to get real about that. Like you can have all the trinkets and the Apple Watch didn't mysteriously make me take more steps. I decided I was going to take more steps. And, you know, being sedentary these last couple of years working from home, I got stiffer and more sedentary and I didn't include I didn't increase my movement. And I didn't make a conscious effort and I didn't make a conscious effort of anything. It was a hope, wish, and a dream. And what I can tell you is for a fact, if you keep hoping and wishing for things to come together, that's all you'll do. You have to get so to the point that you are dedicated to do whatever it takes to get your results. And I got a little desperate and I'm going to be quite transparent. Uh, When I went to this dietitian, she mentioned to me that she thought it'd be a good idea that I take a weight loss medication for a little bit. And she mentioned a few, and one of them was an injectable that I would take once a week. And I have a follow-up with my doctor in another week or so to kind of discuss different things. And I was on the internet, like all of us, and I found this uh, organization who they give out weight loss medication and they have coaching and that sort of thing. And I said, you know what, I'm going to sign up with these people because guess what? i rather move the needle and do something than wait around for my doctor and do nothing. And in retrospect, I had all the right things that I wanted to do. And I signed up for this thing and I think it's like a hundred bucks a month. And when I really peeled the cover back, it still doesn't negate me from doing my work. I still have to be planful in how I get my exercise in and plan my food. I still have to own the fact that there are many times in my day that I struggle with getting towards my caloric intake. And when I met with the nutritionist and, you know, she told me that my calories were too low and that's what was counterproductive. And that probably was aiding in so many other things that I was complaining about at the time. I was shocked and amazed. And I have to be honest, I've been logging this food process for the last couple of weeks. And I'm telling you, it has been a struggle to get even close to 14 to 1600 calories on a daily basis. And I know that sounds really strange, but I must have given my body information that eating a thousand to 1200 calories was a normal range for me. And unconsciously, I was not aware of that until I literally started weighing and logging in my food because I had to get to a point to say, look, you say you're eating healthy. You say you're doing all the things, but there's something deficient in your process. And that led me to the dietitian, which if back up a little bit, I actually had a doctor's appointment with my endocrinologist. And, you know, I was ready to just throw her across the floor. I know that sounds horrible, but I felt like she was talking over me, didn't really listen to some of the feedback I was giving her. And it was more so a calories in versus calories out. And what I will say is that everybody's 
weight progress is going to look different. Everybody body responds differently to different things. And we really need to recognize that. And the health community, the doctors need to get better at meeting their patients where they are instead of this assumption that their clientele are people who are just eating through a drive-through and not being responsible. And a lot of it comes down to us really being mindful of what we're putting in our bodies. Because had I known on average, I'm barely getting 1200 calories a day, that was a game changer right there. And now I'm slowly working to increase my calorie intake. And those are things that are going to ultimately help me get my metabolism up um, because my metabolism isn't where it should be because of all the years of dieting. And I can say I wasn't on a diet, but if you're eating that low in calories, your body is holding on to the excess weight and it's not letting it go. And there's something that, you know, people talk about, and this is what was discussed with me with the dietitian. And she talked about the set point weight, that your body gets to a point, if it's been a certain weight for a certain amount of time, it's used to that. And it's very hard for your body to think of it being something different. And when I met with her, she said, let's just try to lose at least 5%, 5 to 10% of your weight. And, and first off, if she would have initially said that when I first sat down with her, I would have been really angry. But I think what she wanted to give me is small, measurable goals that I can realistically include. And also to meet me where I was, because this was someone who was barely getting 1,200 calories, let alone ramping that up to an additional 500 calories a day. And I had to get real with myself and say, I have to be all in. I have to be all in. Like, I only get one shot. Like, how many summers is going to go by and I'm going to say, this is it. This is my summer. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to go hard, go home. And I, I got to a point where I had to say, self, what are we doing here? How can we move the needle and get really, really, really down to where we need to be for ourselves? I don't care what the doctor says. You know, her best weight for you maybe be 180 pounds. But LaShawn, if you know that you want to be 145 pounds, then you got to hit it hard. And you have to keep reminding yourself your why. And that is only a job that you can do. And I think that I had to also get radical about my mindset. And I think this is something so key that we don't understand. We have to program our minds every day with information for our success. What I mean by that, if we don't put in positive information to reaffirm our goals, we then don't kind of chew on that. And anything that comes up in the day, we go down that other path. And we have to get to a point where we say, look, no matter what, I'm going to start my day with putting every good thing in me first before I look up in a social media site and start scrolling, before I take care of the kids, before I do anything. I'm going to give myself the first few minutes of my day the most love and positivity that I can get. And I think that is so key and critical. 
We have to get to this point where we truly understand that we have to keep infusing positivity. And I know people will say, oh my goodness, you know, positivity is overrated. You can't keep pumping yourself up every day. But I think about all the subtle ways that we pump in information and we don't realize what we're taking on within ourselves. And we have to be that dedicated and even more radical about what we are going to do to set our mindset up for something different. Because see, I realize I set my mind up for something to fall back on. Let me, let me say this. I set my mind up that I would lose a little bit of weight, eat healthy, jump around, see some results. And then I also set up that, oh, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to last. See, you're doing all this stuff and it's not working. And I began to tear myself down mentally. And I began to let things slip away because I wasn't seeing the results that I wanted. And I felt like everything I was doing was for knots. Somebody out there can relate to this story. You are your own walking billboard. You have to be your own best friend and realize that you don't get to give up on you and that you have each day above ground to make a huge difference in your life. Like there are a lot of people in my life right now that serve as a loving support system. But the best support system I got to have is the support system within myself because life will happen. And as we know in this time, nothing is certain. People will come and go. Circumstances will change. But you remain the constant. And I had to get to a point, whether this is this boyfriend, the boyfriend five years ago, the family, the friends, that I'm going to be constant when it comes to my health journey. And as it relates to doing what it takes to make sure I'm the best Sean that I can be. And, and part of that is holding myself accountable every day. Doesn't mean I'm jumping on a scale every day because that's senseless for me. But it's understanding that I have to put in the work and I have to stay consistent and that there's no turning back. There's no going back to the fat clothes because they don't exist. There's no I better hold on to this. This point in time is a time of no surrender. This is a time in gravitating towards the final finish line. This is the time to say goodbye to the lifestyle and the mindset that kept me where I was. And this is the time where I get to get out of my mental comfort zone and continue to push myself. And I ask of you to think about how it would feel if you would reach your goal how that finish line would feel. What would you wear? I remember for years when I had the body of my dreams, I never wore a two-piece. And it took me to be my current size now to get to a point where I wore a two-piece. And I had to say to myself that I'm not putting my life on hold. Like this isn't the fat girl summer. And I'm not fat shaming anyone. I'm saying for myself, I had to divorce the old person 
that identified with me being a bigger size that kept me unhealthy. And we have to break up with our former selves to get to the new person that we need to be. And I remember I was looking at a picture of my old self when I had initially lost this weight back in 19. And I remember that person I was looking at wasn't healthy. She was going out to fast food places, getting majority of her meals. She was working out quite a bit at the gym, like five days a week and taking a couple of days of Pilates classes. But she wasn't validating herself. She was waiting for somebody to validate who she was. She did all those things for everybody else, but it was never about her. And she didn't fundamentally change her habits in a way that were long, sustainable habits. Because what I'm going to tell you is radical, is that I am not cutting carbs and alcohol out. I have decided that I am moving through this with the things that make me happy. But I also have to have a balance with that and say, maybe my consumption of alcoholic products is once a month. Maybe for a little while, what my going out to eat may be me automatically halving the portion, just automatic. I had to get that radical because I have business with myself that I have to hold myself accountable to. And it has to be in the forefront of my mind, not to the point of nausea, but I have to get to the point where I realize that I hold the key to my success. And there's not a pill, there's not a doctor, there's not a surgery that's going to do all that for me. And you'll say, no, 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 you can get the gastric bypass or no, 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 you could take a diet pill. What I am saying is that if you don't develop the habits, those things won't keep you there. And if you don't change your mindset, you can't even enjoy the new body when it shows up. Because believe me, I'm going to wear the baddest, sexiest outfits with no regrets. And I'm not going to give two rats about what people think about me in those outfits. And I am going to enjoy my life on my terms and stop playing small and stop playing scared. And we have to get radical about where are we going? Like none of this is promised. If we didn't see it in these last few years, people are leaving up out of here. And the only way we can get the pendulum to kind of hang in the middle is with guided, consistent adaptation of good habits. We have to be consistent. And the thing is, it's not about perfection. It's about consistency. And I I used to have that all wrong because I used to think, oh, I had to do all these ways for it to work out right. And I just had to do the darn thing. I just had to get my, my, my hat in the ring instead of waiting for all the things to line up. And this is where we have to be. Just get your hat in the ring and get going. Be radical and understand your why and really get to a point that This is the last year for you, that you are hanging this up. You aren't revisiting these same behaviors that didn't yield you 
the results that you wanted. And if you have to go into Apple Music or go on YouTube and listen to motivational speeches, I'm telling you, it is something transformative when you start your day off with something positive. It is something transformative when you pump yourself up and get the gas going. And when you come from that state of mind, you have the eye of the tiger. You can do it. So I challenge you, get radical about your self-care and you will change every aspect of your life. I enjoy speaking to you and I hope you get nuggets. You can listen to any podcast in the world, but you decide to listen to mine. You decide that you want to come here. And for that, I'm grateful. So until the next episode, my friends, thank you. Stay well. Namaste, friends.